Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. No! Under the little old quarterback from Pasadena. Let's bring him in. Look at VA! We got him! We got him! Yeah, man, you know, I was watching a couple of your shows last night. I was like, man, Rod has his desk set up. I don't have a desk yet, but, you know, had all his stuff on there. You know, I got... Um, yeah, just got a little set up, man. That's, that's all we got. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome, everybody. It is a Flame Tech Football Friday, really big weekend. Welcome to the Labor Day Classic Weekend. Around the continent, it is a football Friday. We got a lot of news here. We got breaking news coming down this morning. I won't wait any uh, further just this morning. The National Hockey League announcing that there will be NHL players in the Olympics coming up this winter. How about that? That's amazing. So we'll be kicking that around. This is the warm-up right now that we always do for Ecole Electric. We won't cover entirely football. We'll cover the day's events. But we got a really big show. From the CBC, Dan Plaster joining us today. Dan, the disaster plaster. How you doing, Danny? Great. Yes, broadcaster to the stars, my former roommate, and uh, we won't share those stories. And also on the program today, two Canadian Football League Hall of Famers uh, by name, Matt Dunnigan and Chris Walby. And we're going to be announcing another huge partnership today. Ah, it's been a great week for that, Moose. Hasn't it? And Matt Dunnigan's going to be a really big part of that. That's coming up in hour two as we get ready to kick off week five of the Canadian Football League. And um, Labor Day Classic Weekend. So are you ready to Are you ready to roll? Let's do Let's it. Let's say guest. Let's go to the quick six show topic horn, please. Director Jordan, please and thank you. My quick six list looks like a, a doctor's prescription list. <laughs> Chicken scratches all. I can barely read it. I'm moving them all out of order. Um, let's start on the positive vein and talk about Friday night football. If you don't mind the Montreal Alouettes at the Ottawa Red Blacks tonight, Alouettes favored by 6.5. We saw our good friend Milt Stiegel on sports center this morning, or I saw it this morning. It aired last night with a uh, preview in the game and what's wrong with Vernon Adams, <sighs> a struggling quarterback against the worst offense in the league. I'm going to be watching it no matter what, but I'm starting to wonder, based on the offensive uh, struggles of both, will it be worth watching to take the under tonight? Is that what I'm thinking? Probably yeah. take the under. Here's the thing. like it, it, VA has been struggling the last few yeah. weeks here and last couple of weeks, and we're, we're wondering where this Montreal offense is going to end up. What type of team are they? You know, we, we think that, they're a, a top team in the CFL after week one, and now we don't know where to put them. There's a lot there for Vernon Adams, though. I think it's there, right? Mm-hmm. Can he get it? Can he find it and get back to what we saw in week one? I don't know, but we're kind of getting towards that that time where this is who you are, right? We talked about first, what, six, seven weeks, which this year would be the midway point of the season. After that point, that's who these teams are, right? So Vernon Adams has to decide who he's going to be for the year, and tonight's a good place to start. This is not yet the viewer takeover segment, by the way. I appreciate people chiming in with their questions and comments. They would like to steer the discussion of the program right now. That's not how it works. You do that later on in the program called viewer takeover. Right now it's uh, moose and I time. So the um, point... Next point here is about the biggest news, and Moose and I were coming home from Saskatoon yesterday, the Premier's Golf Tournament. And for those that really love the sports nature of this show... I appreciate you people 
from around the country and the continent tuning into the Saskatchewan-based show yesterday from Premier Scott Moe's Golf Tournament. I said to Darren, this today was, was a waster. You don't mind me saying, right? Like yeah. when you go out and waste one at the goalie's head early on in the game just to get him thinking. This was a waster today in that we were going to appease the Premier and all his guys and Chevy and the rest of the province. Our country is just going to have to tune in and watch us talk about the Rattlers and the Rush and the Blades, right? Yes. It was great for us in Saskatoon, great in this province. Thanks for watching. The rock star of the day yesterday, by the way, for Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions was the Premier, Scott Moe. But I'll say it again for those that don't know what it was yesterday. It was a waster when you go out and just take a headshot at the goalie on the opposition just to get him thinking. Yeah. Do they still do that? And then an investment, right? Right. <laughs> an investment? It was an investment. Yeah. Uh, we used to call it a waster. And as a goalie, I was never an advocate for that. Of course not. <laughs> of course not. I'm in the goalie union. But the coaches, I used to be in the room when the coaches would say, okay, guys, who's going to take it? My Uncle Miles said that. He used to coach, and his kid played junior hockey. They both went, I think, and played yeah. U.S. college hockey. And he would always say, if I was coaching... First five minutes, you'd hit everything in sight. I don't care what penalties you take. I don't care if you're offside. But for the first five minutes of the game, you hit everything in sight, and then you won't have to make another check the rest of the game. Yeah. Same idea. They're all over us in Calgary already. I see it on the comment section. They're like, where's the Flames jersey? Rod took the Flames jersey down, but the Order Cup's still up. Well, I got this championship hat from the Saskatchewan Rattlers yesterday. Not everybody can stay, and that is one sweet hat. And the president of the Rattlers, Brad Kraft, said, Rod, you want one of these hats? I said, I'm a 48-year-old white man. You think I'm going to wear this? He said, well, just take it. Just take it. <laughs> I'm not putting it on, but, uh, like, I'm not vanilla ice. But anyways, <clears throat> looks good. I got sidetracked. So the poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is, should the Edmonton Elks be forced to play three games in seven days? That was where this all came down Moose and I, where were we around Davidson, the halfway town, when the news broke yeah. that the CFL is going to cram in that game between Edmonton and Toronto rather than scrap it last week? And I worded the question on the poll, so if you're upset at the wording of it, come at me. I don't care. Is should the Elks be forced to play three games in seven days? You probably haven't seen the reaction yet from the viewers. They're like, what do you mean forced? They voted in favor of it. Um, no, they're being forced. It's the CFL saying, uh, guys, if we're going to play this game, it's three games in seven days. It's a yes or no. And you're going to vote yes, right? Because the guys want to get paid. So I've been, I can't wait. Dan Plaster from the CBC is going to be in here. He's a football guy. And he will have thoughts on that, obviously. Can you play within two days? I was talking to a pro football guy in the States this morning. He thinks it's an absolute joke that their CFL is making them play three games in seven days. So it's the results of the poll, by the way, are 51% no, obviously 49% yes. It's a hot-button issue, and I can smell those like a fart in the car. I knew that you guys would be all over that. And do I think it's fair? Yeah, if you guys want to get paid, then you got to play the games. That's it. But, as I said to that football guy this morning, what about the 85% vaccination rule? What about the default, default rule? What about the not being paid policy if your teams are not at 85%? Where did that go? So people, so when I see the thing about, well, it was reported this, with all due respect to the reporters, because it's not their fault, there's so much misinformation and bum info out there, I'm not going by any of what I hear. So the fact is, they're being forced to play three games in seven days, and a lot of former players think it's a joke. 
But I think over to you. If you want to get paid, you got to play. Yeah, you do. You got to do the things you don't like to do if you want to get paid. And now this is not just doing something you don't like to do. This is this is detrimental potentially. This is potentially oh, player dangerous. Player oh. safety, right? right? Oh, that's a thing. You know, guys are in the cold tub and then in the tub and icing and everything else for a day or two after the game, and then you get ramped back up and start preparing. There's going to be. No downtime at all. It'll literally be play the game, take these two days completely off, have a little baby walkthrough, and right back to playing again. Um, Yeah, they voted for it so that they could get paid to play. But, man, it's it's tough. And when you said the 85% rule, that's the one that gets me is if this is in place... Then why, why even have rules? Yeah, if we're not going to use them, right? Because the <laughs> league has to step in and say, no, I know you want to get play, paid, but in good conscience, I can't make you play games in two days. I can't even give you the option, right? If there's a player safety department, you would think that they would say, we can't give you the option. But maybe the football people, which I am not in a role in football operations. I'm not on a coaching staff. Yeah. I'm not a medical doctor. Maybe it isn't as dangerous as we thought it was all these, for all these years. Maybe it's not that dangerous if they're allowing it to happen. Well, like they say, they used to do it. I'm seeing from a lot of the viewers, they're like, make them make play. They're the ones that broke the COVID protocol. They're the ones that had the outbreak. All the other teams were able to do it. So I'm just rolling with your comments. I don't really have an opinion either way. Should they be forced to do it? Uh what did I say I voted? No. Like, I'm 50-50 on it, too. Lucky. I mean, we, we, that's what we do. We play games in sports. So They did it in Fear Factor, right? Right. If you want the cash prize, you got to eat the buffalo testicles, right? Yes. If you want to get your paycheck, you're going to have to play on, what, a day or two yeah. days of rest. Danny Plaster that? over there, the football guy on the, uh, from the CBC, he's like a bucket horse trying to get out of the stall. He's kicking the gate. He can't <laughs> wait to get in here and talk about this. So that's coming up shortly. Um... Point three, just some Labor Day Classic Games previews here. And I don't know if I got the uh, – I do have the odds. Do you think they've changed? Probably not. From Bet Regal? But probably not. Let's just go with it. Winnipeg at Saskatchewan on Sunday. The odds makers have Saskatchewan favored by 4.5. I've been with Ryder people this week, alumni people, uh, not current people, but they're like, Riders always win on Labor Day, which is almost true. And then when you go over to the Banjo Bowl, it's about 50-50 in Winnipeg. So I'm going to take Saskatchewan by less than three in this game that I think is going to be fantastic that the football game sold out on Sunday. Saskatchewan, less than three. And if you've looked at these CFL games, they're very CFL sim-like. Low scoring, walking in the mud. So that might be what this game is like. But if it's got a thrilling finish, we'll all be happy, right? Yeah, we really will be. Um I think Saskatchewan will cover the spread. I think they're at home. Really? Yeah, I think they're going to continue to ride the wave at home. Um, I think where Saskatchewan will maybe struggle is when they get it on the road. But they're going to play at home again. I think, uh, I think, the, I think the Riders win. Uh, Monday doubleheader. Trana at Hamilton. Something about these Ticats that has the odds makers tingling. Mm-hmm. Ticats favored by two over the Argos, and I've got the Argos picked to win in the coffee cup on Monday morning. Uh, yeah, by two. So obviously they're going to beat the spread. They're going to win the game, I think. I think Toronto's a better team than Hamilton. I really do. That might be the game of the week. Recency bias. 
a little bit with Hamilton. Mm. But guess, oh, not for me, but from for the last, odds From last yes. week. Yes. But Dane Evans changes that team, apparently. The great Dane. We thought it was Jeremiah Masoli just couldn't get it together early. Didn't have a lot of protection. But whatever reason, Dane Evans was rolling. And I think he'll probably keep it going just to keep things nice and even and balanced around here. I'll take Hamilton. Okay. I'll take Hamilton by a field goal. I see Jeff the Stamps fan is up and at him over in Cowtown. And he says, in the John Huffnagel era, that Calgary Stampeders are 20 and 4. 20 and 4 in the Labor Day Classic. Home and home. So in the, in the LDC home game. Oh, I see. They, he's coached 24 of them since 08. Geesh. The home and home, yeah. Men, we got them right where we want them. Calgary favored by 5.5. I don't even think Edmonton bothers show up. But why are they practicing Bo Levi Mitchell? They could probably beat Edmonton with Dave Dickinson or even Mark Mueller at quarterback. After what Edmonton's been through, I'm shocked they're even fielding a team. They all got COVID. That's what I'm reading. Why even play Bo? Why fool around with that? I guess better's better, as Bobby Vespasiani used to say. What do you think? Who starts a quarterback for the Stamps on Monday? If Bo is healthy, he starts. I don't think a healthy Bo Levi will sit on the bench and, and hold a clipboard. And we've heard that. You know, he's their quarterback. Um, maybe they hope to be up by 30 or 40 points and he can get in for a few reps. But again, why would you do that either? I don't understand that either. Um, so uh, nothing else to believe for me other than if Bo Levi's healthy, he'll play. Football Friday is brought to you by Flame Tech, locally owned and operated industry leaders in commercial and industrial combustion technology. I'll throw in this uh, comment from Lindsay Yonke. She says, good morning from my home. Extra long weekend. Here we go. Have a good morning, guys. You too, Lindsay. Good and I morning. appreciate you chiming in with that extra dose of positivity. Patrolman Pete is watching in Winnipeg on YouTube. He says, you boys coming back down to Winnipeg? For the Banjo Bowl, because they got the smoke. We have an announcement to make on our whereabouts and our next live shows not to be made at this time, but it won't be Winnipeg. But it's just next week, right? We'll make the announcement Tuesday. When we're, yeah, we're still here that? that day, right? Okay. That's right. Uh, Spicy. Speeding it up here. In the warm-up for E. Cole Electric, come check out our new Regina Data and Lighting Center, E. Cole Electric. Let's get to work. Because we got Big Bluto coming in, and uh, Chris, uh, and <laughs> you're not Big Bluto, Chris Walby. Dan Plaster's coming in next segment. Uh, just a couple quick points. NHL teams can suspend unvaccinated players with some exceptions, and those are medical reasons or deep religious beliefs. Not sure that I want to uh, go down that road. Point huh. five. NHL players to the Olympics. We covered that at the start. We're all in favor. The guy wrote in earlier, can't remember his name. I think it was Rob Somerville. How do we feel about professional athletes playing at the Olympics? The horse is out of the barn, brother. It's about money. It's about ratings. It's about dollars. We all want to see NHL players in the Olympics, right? We all do. The best players right? shall play. We want the best players to play. And then point six. I mean, I had college football notes. Danny, you don't mind talking about that when you come in later, right? I, Alabama's winning, winning it, right? Everybody's saying Oklahoma. No. Alabama's Alabama. They're saying they might have the best defense in Nick Saban's time there this year. Really? The best defense. They've always had the quarterbacks. They're saying this might be the best defense Nick Saban's ever assembled with the Crimson Tide. Okay. Um, 
But I'm splitting that with the Logan Mayu uh, comment. The OHL suspending him, the Montreal Canadiens' first-round pick until January. He was the guy that was charged and convicted of videotaping a teenage girl in a sexual act. Well, I think we all know this story. And just uh, the reason I'm addressing it, because I have addressed it before, but I'll address it again, because people are tweeting at us and saying, Rod, what do you think about him being suspended now until January? The Habs have already said that you can't participate in the rookie camp. Nothing's changed for me. I hope that you do the crime. You have to do the time. I hope that he learns from all of this and the punishment that he's getting and that he's ready to play come January when that suspension's lifted. I understand We've talked about this. If this was my daughter, I'd want him drawn and quartered. That's Life is a matter of perspective, and I'm hoping that they're getting the help. And trust me, as a certified recovery coach, I'm dealing with this kind of stuff every day. There's no reason that one stupid, dumb, tragic incident should ruin two lives forever. Right? So they need to come back from this as individuals. And, real, and it was a first offense. We've addressed all of this. So it, my opinion hasn't changed. Do you have thoughts on that before we move on and close the book on it for I'm, now? Yeah, I'm the same. And it's, hey, you know, you, you, do the time, you, you do the crime, you do the time is what you said, right? So you have to, you know, take the punishment. You have to move on. But it's not just taking the punishment and moving on. Like you said, have you grown? Right. And have you learned? And have you evolved as a human being? If you have, come back in. Rehabilitation. That's what our whole system is all about right rehabilitation that's why we're addressing it want to mention to the first hour is brought to you by world rugby sevens in edmonton the ultimate all-day party taking place in edmonton september 25th and 26th two eight-hour days featuring teams from across the globe and action-packed rugby sevens matchups the party continues in the stands with incredible costumes and unforgettable memories trust us you've never seen a party like this purchase your tickets today at canadasevens.com so happy to have Explore Edmonton, come aboard. See you in a little while, Moose. See you in a bit. We got Big Bluto coming up next. And Danny Plaster, you're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube and Facebook live streaming and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston, do we have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new Lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with a performance package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Trust me, you're listening to a happy customer. Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. Trust me. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. It is a Flame Tech Football Friday coming at you on the Game Plus TV network and live streaming. And it is Labor Day Classic weekend. We get it rolling with Montreal at Ottawa tonight. 
And then the traditional games Sunday and Monday. And we, we cannot talk Labor Day Classic Riders Bombers without bringing in this guy in. He is the picture of a Hall of Famer, nine-time All-Canadian CFL All-Star, three-time Grey Cup champion. Chris Walby joins us from the Manitoba capital. Thank you, uh, Bluto, for sitting through all of the preamble and everything. How you doing, sir? Happy Labor Day weekend. You know what? It's, it's, it just, I was just thinking about this. I said because of the COVID and we had nothing last year, it feels like such a long time that I've got to share some, you know, some space with you gentlemen, and it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm okay, man. I'm just excited football's back, and I tell you, I'm excited for this game. As a former player, this was always my favorite weekend. I love it. I mean, it's tough to play in Regina, but I'll tell you right now, this is where, to me, the juices start flowing. Well, I'm going to get to your best memory in a moment, but first, got to dive into the matchup. 3-0 Riders, 3-1 Blue Bombers. What's going to tilt this game, Chris? You know, it's interesting. You talk about it. you got two guys, that, as far as I'm concerned, are the two top runners for MOP and Zach Kolaris and Cody Pujero. I mean, I think they're both playing excellent. It, you know, and then I look at special teams, and that's a big thing. And I know I listened to Craig Dickerson talk earlier about, you know, he'd like to see that special teams be a little better. But I'm thinking, my God, they've got, not, you know, the field goal guy, Brent Lothar, what, nine for nine? You got the best punter in the CFL and John Ryan. You know the, the game is a lot of times on field position, so I think they have an advantage there. But I tell you, I like, uh, I like our offense. I think Nick Dembski's going to be playing again. That's a big part of it. He played in Saskatchewan. I know you guys know him there. Uh, man, I just tell you, there's so many intangibles here that I, it's hard to pick. I just know when you look at the record, we've won one in the last 15 or whatever, but that's just hearsay. It's all back. It's history. It's not what's going on tomorrow. So I'm just looking forward to it, man. Uh, all, all of it, all of it. You talk about special teams. I look at the number one defense versus the number one offense, right? And Saskatchewan's putting 30 up a game. Yes. Ludo. Yes, sure. uh, so, but what is it about the Winnipeg defense that is just so stifling? Is it their pursuit of quarterbacks? Is it their takeaway ratio? Like, what, what, what is it that's making it happen for Winnipeg's defense? Well, I just think they're just that tough. I mean, when you talk about a guy that we picked up from you guys, and that's Willie Jefferson, he's a freak, mm-hmm. right? You know that as well. I mean, the guy's got interception already. He makes big plays. A guy on the other side doesn't get a lot of credit to, and I think he's having an outstanding year, all-star year, and that's Jackson Jeffcoat. He's got, I think he leads the leagues with uh, four forced fumbles. You got Jake in the middle, reliable. They are missing Steve Richardson. Uh, they call him the uh, stovepipe in the middle. He gets great push, but they got Casey Sales. Then you got what, what I call right down the gut, right down the middle of the field, Adam Big Hill. Having an all-star caliber year again, he's got 78, 17 tackles. I mean, he's just went over 700 in his career. And then you got Brandon Alexander, who's really turning into a Benny Thompson-type hitter for that safety position uh, at that safety. So I, I I like the defense, but hey, listen, as much as I like them, they've been getting run on. Will Saskatchewan run the ball on these guys? That'll be interesting. When you got Cody Fajardo, who's almost the leading rusher in that team, and that's your quarterback, uh, that's the one thing that I kind of wonder about. Uh, yeah, and the Riders' run game has been suspect. It's been criticized here that it hasn't yeah. been getting off yet. But, hey, Zach Caleros, man, he is my guy. Not as much as Fajardo, but yeah. I love Zach. Seven and one all time, Chris. Is there a chance that Caleros will be up there on the echelon of the Kenny Plains, the Dunnigans, the Curry Jones, by the t- Kevin Glenn's by the time he's done, do you think? Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, if you watch him, and obviously that we just signed Naaman Roosevelt, for you guys is a well-known name in Saskatchewan. And, and uh, you know, Zach was the reason I mean, he came. He phoned him and he talked to him and said, this is a great culture here. 
You're going to love it here. I mean, I can't believe he got cut by Montreal. I think that was a mistake, but, you know, they say it's a numbers game. Yeah, it's a numbers game. It's a number of money, dollar bills. That's all <laughs> that was. So, I mean, to me, uh, you know, they, they just keep getting more depth. And uh, you look at the guys they got with Kenny Lawler, uh, you know, uh, Darwin Adams is back. Yeah, it's crazy, man. I just, man, I, I, when you look at this, this is the two best teams in, as far as I'm concerned. I know we used to talk about Calgary. Uh, don't even go with the Edmonton Oaks right now. But, you know, I just think that uh, these two guys, they deserve to be in this game. And I think it's going to have a viewership that won't be matched uh, for a long time. Chris Walby, a blue bomber from 81 to 96. Man, that's right in the meat of it, of this Labor Day Classic when it was getting going. Yeah. What's your favorite memory? You know, it's a weird memory. I played fullback. And I think that was the neatest thing. I, I got to block for Willard. And then on the other side of it, they put in me a short yardage. And I remember tackling a guy for a loss. And I'm thinking, hey, that's the old days when I used to play D-line. <laughs> and, you know, I, you, you, I could talk about all the other things, the cold showers, the field, the paint on the, on, the, on the fake artificial turf and all that stuff. But I just think it was just such a great atmosphere going there with the fans. And, you know, we talked about, you know, the phones ringing all night, the people banging on your door. They're trying not to let you get a good night's sleep. But that's part of it. And that's, that's the thing that I remember the most There's just – just the atmosphere and, uh, and, 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 you know, the banners hanging out of the hotel rooms, the Bomber fans coming down there enjoying the game. You know, uh, I noticed when uh, you guys were doing your commercials just before you hit off, I saw a couple cases of Great Western Lager there. And I was like, oh, I'm the hey, I like that there too. But, but uh, yeah, just it's, it's great, man. Uh, oh, well, the Bomber fans are already coming to town, and it's, oh, yeah. it's Friday morning, so they were at Tim Hortons. So they'll be hitting the – the pubs before long. <laughs> they were getting fuel oh, yeah. in, in the veins. Uh, now, wonderful analysis. And by the way, Danny Plaster sitting there. He's got a CBC shirt on. Uh, he is at CBC now, but he brought up some great CFL on CBC memories with yourself, Chris. Oh, yes. and, and, and we'll get yes. some, some, some questions from Dan Free in a second. But the number one topic is three games in seven days for the Edmonton Elks to squeeze in that oh, game. Crazy. Yeah, crazy. what do you think about that? I think it's crazy. I think, you know, um, you know, there's a couple of things that I think about. I don't want to bring up Jacob Ruby and all that stuff, but I think this, you know, this whole COVID situation about vaccination, double vaxxed. I'm double vaxxed. Uh, I, I think it's ridiculous not to be double vaxxed. I understand there's medical reasons someplace. I heard you talk earlier about religious reasons, but, I, you know, three games or in seven days, and they're going to give them five additional players? I mean, how does that help you? If you get five additional players, are those guys going to have to get into practice time? I mean, I don't understand how they're going to do that. So to me... I don't know. Uh, you know what? I know they're trying to do the right thing and not cancel the game. And remember, they were so stout and they're going to, you know what? Yeah, if you don't got 85%, you're going to lose the game. The other team gets and the players don't get paid. But I guess there's a lot of guys on that team or, a, you know, majority, I would think, on Edmonton that have been vaccinated and you hate to punish them, I guess. That's the philosophy that I guess Randy Ambrose is going with. But man, oh man, oh man, I've never played. I mean, you've played two games in five days or, you know, yeah, in a week. But how about three? I mean, you know what? As you get older, man, you can't recover like that. I think there's going to be a lot of injuries. I don't think this is the right move, but I don't know. You know, listen, I'm not the commissioner. Uh, I, I think they're trying to do something to save. They don't want to start going down that uh, rabbit hole right now. I'm going to lighten things up a little bit here. For <laughs> <laughs> Sure. For as much as, uh, as a Ryder fan that I hated you on the field, I loved you so much in the booth when you did uh, CFL on CBC. Oh, um how much fun did you have in the booth? And was it a talk about the adjustment in from playing into the booth? And why aren't more offensive linemen analysts? Like, come on now, hmm. that, that's that's who should be the analysts. You know what? 
I'll tell you truthfully, you know what? When I first got that thing, and Ken Austin was the guy that was supposed to do the color. Uh, we were supposed to be game day, kind of, you know, get about four or five hits. And uh, Scott Oak from Winnipeg recommended, I was doing a show called The Walby Show where I was filming guys on the plane, you know, landing fake airplanes on their head and all this kind of stupid stuff, marrying people on the plane on trips. And he recommended to uh, Joel Darley, who was one of the uh, directors, the producers, why don't you let Walby come on and do this? And he goes, no, we don't want an offensive line there. You know, they're, they're basically, uh, you know, uh, one, one step ahead of a rock. And then, you know, he goes, uh, well, why don't you give him a try? Just give him a try. Scott says, I, I know this guy. He's good. Well, I went there, and uh, he said, okay, we're going to give him a shot. Gave me this the, the weirdest handshake. He just took two of my fingers, and he kind of gave me a, yeah, good to see you. We won't see you after today anyways. It doesn't matter, right? All of a sudden, I'm only supposed to get three, four hits. I'm getting eight or nine hits during the game. Then he comes up to me after the game and goes, hey, Walt, can you come next week? And I go, no, 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 no. I said, that is Kent's job. I didn't come here to steal anybody's job. I'm glad you guys gave me an opportunity. It opened the door for me, obviously, after working with the great Don Whitman. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, – I wish there was more O-linemen. And, I, you know, even with TSN doing this, listen, I got nothing against TSN. But you got to stop showing the pretty boys all the time. Here, let's take a look at the – you know, let's look at the catch. Let's look at the throw. Let's look at this. This is fantastic. What about showing? We used to always have a camera dedicated to the pit. Show me the pit, brother. Show me the pit. I'm getting as I'm getting angry now. <laughs> hey, 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 listen. I love me some Ken Austin, man. He wrote the forward for my book. Yeah, I would great, not man. hire Ken Austin to do color. <laughs> and I love him. Isn't that I, something? Yeah. yeah. To write a forward for a book? Absolutely. To coach my offense and my football team? Absolutely. To do color? Probably not. But, um, yeah, it's interesting that you say that, uh, Chris. And for in the broadcast booth, did you have a favorite Labor Day memory, by the way? Well, I think I started the first game. I can't remember if it was Calgary-Edmonton. And I think it was one of my first games ever. And I was working, actually, with the aforementioned uh, – uh, what's his name? Uh, I just mentioned his name. Uh, great uh, uh, commentator. Don oh, Mark Lee? Don, Don, Whitman. Don, Don Whitman. Don Whitman. Don Whitman. Oh, my God. See, this is what happens. I get these lapses now. And I work with Don, and Don's like, we're in a pregame. And Don goes, okay, Chris, here's the story. We're going to do a rehearsal. You know what a rehearsal is? I said, I know what a rehearsal is. I got married four times. All right. So here we go. We're going to do this. You're going to talk about the quarterbacks, and you're going to talk about the receivers. Okay? All right, buddy. You got it. He said, I'll cover everybody else. Come live. Three, two, one. Wally, tell me about that defense. I go, oh, boy, thrown in the fire right away. And he says, I did that on purpose because you always have to be ready for anything that happens when you're in a booth. It's always unexpected. you got to expect. So, I mean, I learned a valuable lesson from him. But, uh, no, I think I got – you know what? When you're blessed, when you're working with Don Whitman, uh, the guy that I consider one of the greatest is uh, Chris Cuthbert, CC. Uh, you know, and I had so much fun in, the, in, the, in those Labor Day games because you have a guy down there, Larry Mueller. I'm sure you know him. Too well. And uh, he would always be in there. He would never bring me anything. He'd never bring me anything, but he'd bring Chris Cuthbert, peanuts, special blend tea. It was just crazy. And he'd go, hey, Walls, how you doing? And he never calls me by my name. He calls Welby. Welby. That's who he calls me. I don't think he even knows my name yet. <laughs> well, I'm sure that Cuthbert is not knowing what to do with himself this Labor Day weekend that he's not calling a game, I would think. Oh, yeah. And and as he's far as Larry Mueller goes, I said the Calgary Stampeders could beat Edmonton on Monday with Mark Mueller at quarterback, given what the Elks have been through. That's just my thought on that. And I just got to say this, Chris. I saw Dave Patrician sent a photo uh, to me of you being interviewed on the concourse on uh, Sunday night's game. What did oh, you yes, think of the yes. yeah of the ending of the Stamps-Bombers with Mark Leggio lining up that kick? 
I had flashbacks to the 09 Grey Cup, of course, 13th man that, uh, yes. procedure, that a procedure penalty bailed him out. You got a kicker there to replace Justin Medlock or what? I think he might be. A, I, this is going to be a big test for him. I mean, you're playing at home in front of your home fans. Yeah, he missed the first coverage. Then he went four for four. And as you say, he got the procedure call, got a second chance to save the game. He won the game. Uh, you know, again, Zach was fantastic in that fourth quarter. That was a great game. I think talking about uh, Mark Leggio, I think he's got a great career. I mean, it'll be interesting what happens to Tyler Caprino because he might not be able to play again. But, um, you know, when you look at the, what they did and uh, the way they came back, and, and then again, you look at the other side, and I don't want to get rambling on other quarterbacks, but that Jake Mayer, he's, this kid, what is it, a Calgary quarterback factory? Yeah. 17 or 16 in a row? He throws darts, man. I, I said this the other day. I said, if that guy was an English pub, he'd be drinking for free. He'd be playing darts. He'd be hitting the damn bullseye every time. Yeah, I should never have doubted. I should have known that he would just walk right in there and be the next great Stampeders quarterback. Oh, well, look at the tutelage. Mark Mueller, Dave Dickinson, uh, Huff. And, of course, they had Dinwiddie uh, for years there, too. They don't now. Listen, uh, Chris, I appreciate it. I hope to see you when we come back to Winnipeg. It won't be long. Enjoy the game, my friend. I appreciate the time today. Hey, guys, thanks for having me on. It's always a pleasure to talk to you guys. And, hey, let's have a great game. Enjoy it. Thank you, buddy. Hall of Famer Chris Walby joining us from the Slurpee Capital today. Danny Plaster and I, Dan the Disaster Plaster and I, will break down all of this when we come back. You good? I'm, I'm great. That was awesome. Yes, it was. He made it. The interview guests always make it. <laughs> it's a Flame Tech Football Friday. You're watching on the Game Plus TV network. Flame Tech, locally owned and operated industry leaders in commercial and industrial combustion technology. We'll be right back on Game Plus TV, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rob. Welcome back, everybody. Flame Tech Football Friday continues. A sports update. Rookie Alec Manoa is slated to start for Toronto tonight as the Blue Jays open an important three-game set at Rogers Center against the Oakland A's. Both teams are chasing Boston for the second wildcard spot in the AL. Oakland two back, the Jays five back. 507 Mountain on Sportsnet. The Ottawa Red Blacks will play their first game against a division rival this season when they host the Montreal Alouettes tonight at TD Place. The Owls are having their own share of struggles after dropping their last two, leaving both teams at one and two, kicking off week five in the CFL. Patrick Cantley is 13 under and heads into the second round of the Tour Championship today in Atlanta with a two-shot lead on John Rahm. Bryson DeChambeau and Harry English are tied for third at eight under. And while the NFL rightfully boasts about a player vaccination rate above 93%, the other folks on the field for games, the officials, are at nearly 100%. According to the NFL, the 121 officials are 99% vaccinated, which should make their jobs a bit easier, says former NFL officiating chief Mike Pereira. I won't go on further than that, but uh, interesting news from the NFL officiating crew there. This sports update for the tab. Brewhouse and drive through liquor store for Red Bull Canada. Red Bull gives you wings. And for Ballers Rec Room, Saskatchewan's newest entertainment destination, home of the four-hour Rough Riders tailgate party. <sighs> Dan the Disaster Plaster joins us hey. from the People's Network. 
How are you doing? Thank there? you. I see you're repping the shirt there. Kind of yes. nice with Walby on. Did you even know Walby was going to be on that when you wore that shirt? Yes. Clark gave me the heads up that Walby was going to be on. Still one of my favorites. And you mentioned Red Bull. After watching Chris and listening to Chris, I don't need Red Bull now. <laughs> I am jacked for the biggest football weekend of the season without the NFL because the NCAA also starts with, with games starting on Wednesday night and then Tonight is the beginning of the Labor Day weekend for the CFL. This is, if you love football, this is why you live, is for this weekend. I was thinking just that. There's enough NFL news going on. Hmm. They'll be covered until next week when they kick off Thursday in Tampa. But between college and CFL and junior football here, it it is a buffet. But, Dan, I said to the viewers off the top that you are a football guy. Walby just said, I don't think this is the right move to make the Elks play three games in seven days. And the viewers are writing in saying nobody's making them do anything. They voted in favor of it. Their choice was to forfeit the game and not be paid. They didn't have a choice. They're making them play three games in seven days. So I'm not totally, I think I voted both yes and no in our poll today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Is it right to make them play three games in seven days? Uh, as they put the results up, what are they saying? Uh, what are the results on Facebook right now? Last we looked, it was like 50-50. Now it's 56% say, no, it's not right to make them play three games in seven days. It's dangerous. Over to you, It's going to be super wild. So it almost feels like they're being punished to get paid. It's kind of, I'm, I'm, on, I, I'm completely on the fence with you on this one because there's so many layers to this. I, I, I went super conspiracy theory. It's what I do. And I went with the, if the Elks lost the game and didn't get paid, does that money still remain on the salary cap? So do they have that extra money to spend, say, later in the year to maybe pick up an extra player? Or if it's a successful season after that, can they still kind of ghost bonus players that didn't get paid, like some of your higher players like Harris and and, uh, Darrell Walker and those, those sort of players? There's... Other lingering things, and we talked about it, that we're sure CFL general managers have thought of this and thought of preemptive plans if this happened. But man, three games in seven days? The United States was just having a meltdown with that Bishop Sycamore team, that fake high school team that played IMG Academy on ESPN, and they played two days before in Pittsburgh. And they got angry over that. And those are high, oh, high, high school kids. And I don't know. I like if you're Edmonton and you're fighting for a playoff spot. Hasta, vali- hasta la vista, baby. That's They're done. Oh, they won't win the game. Oh, deader than my cat's nuts. The dates are Edmonton at Sask, November thirteenth. Let's do a map here. <laughs> <laughs> As you look at, bring Google Maps up um, and just dupe. So they're playing in the sweatpants capital, Edmonton at Saskatchewan, November thirteenth. Okay. And then they go to Toronto, November 16th. And then they go all the way out to Vancouver, November 19th. So not only put travel on top of that. How do you do that? I mean, even as a manager, I'm just thinking, well, we, for years we did the junior hockey thing and the three games and three nights is a nightmare just to even organize in... April, when you get the schedule in the Western Hockey League, how do you do that in, what, 
four weeks, five weeks, and schedule every, you, your your season is completely rescheduled. So that has also thrown a kink into things. It's it's not just a punishment for the players; it's a punishment for the whole organization. Yeah, and then to a certain extent, the league. I mean, Moose and I were nobody wants this. I think how we bad have, are those games going to be? Right, the games aren't going to be good. That oh. nobody wanted this to happen. Craig Campbell's watching from the Hockey Hall of Fame in downtown Toronto. He says, from what I recall, the league used to play home-and-home games on a Friday and Sunday, but three games is too much. Where did it get slid off the screen? Too much for pro or amateur. Um, Well, back in the two-game total point, in the early 70s, 70s, it was two-game total point, and I can't remember what the spread was with that, but then they had an extra break before they played the finals. So I... Yes, it's been done, but it's not then. Well, it's extenuating circumstances. (laughs) And uh, listen, (sighs) they used to have ashtrays in the lockers. Ask George Reed. So what are we talking here? Physically, they can do it. And as Walby said, they've added five players per team, per practice roster to do it. So I guess that's the point is physically they can do it and moose and i well, i think physically they can do it moose and i were driving home from saskatoon yesterday and he's like look at the denver broncos last year the national football league dare mm. i say as far as i'm concerned the number one league in the world for sure the continent the denver broncos had no quarterbacks available they all had covid or were all in covid protocol and they made a defensive back start at quarterback in the national football league and if you remember was that not like a punishment to the broncos from the nfl going you guys can't keep your stuff straight so we're not gonna we're making you play is this a punishment to the elks in a way it's a punishment to get rewarded to get like, paid i feel like we're training a dog here like, what are, are we, we doing? Yes. It, I, oh. when, and, and by the way, that's why I wanted to write this down here, what those actual dates were, because Mike Horrigan's watching in Toronto, and he says, that's a horrible roadie. You yes. can't be serious. I'm like, yes, we are. And when this came down yesterday afternoon, I'm like, oh, man, are we going to have fun talking about this tomorrow? Uh, well, even what Moose said about you play, you have two days, you play, you have three days. Even, yeah, there's going to be no pads, and he's right. It's just going to be a lot of practices in a lot of hotel banquet rooms. It's going to be messy. Messy football. Um, Okay. We'll come back with viewer takeover. Are you good to stay with me into hour two? Let her rip. Okay. Uh, Just from the general in Calgary, I'm glad you're setting down. Because he says hockey players play every second day. (laughs) Mm. Uh, we'll kick that around when we come back okay hour one of the rod peterson show is brought to you by explore edmonton and the world rugby sevens the ultimate all-day party taking place in edmonton september 25th and 26th two eight-hour days featuring teams from across the globe in action-packed rugby sevens matchups the party continues in the stands with incredible costumes and unforgettable memories Trust us, you've never seen a party like this. Purchase your tickets today at Canada7s.com. My buddy Cameron Hughes, you know him, the professional fan? He's done every sporting event on the planet, every sport. He said this is the best he's ever been at. Mm. By NFL, NHL, MLB, you name it. World Rugby Sevens coming to Edmonton. Get your tickets at Canada7s.com. Viewer takeovers next. You're watching the RP Show, Flame Tech Football Friday on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube and Facebook live streaming and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. 
Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Welcome back, everybody. It is viewer takeover time, and Dan just... You just twitched. You just jumped. What's yeah, up? Yeah, Great Cup Fun Police. Dave Hanny. Yeah. So, uh, I just want to say congratulations to the Central Alberta Buccaneers who uh, won the Alberta Football League Championship this past weekend. And it is their first ever. How about that? Hey, I was a mediocre player for them in 2003. And, uh, yes, congratulations to the Red Deer Buccaneers and their, or Central Alberta Buccaneers and their uh, staff and uh, the thousands of players uh, staff and volunteers that have helped them out over the years. From the viewers, B.W. Goldstrom watching on YouTube says, could this be the year that the crossover from the east into the west happens? No. Calgary's in trouble. He says, no, hang on. From Northside Y.E.G. on YouTube says, the Alberta teams are not in trouble. In the CFL, if you get hot, you get hot. Lots of time left. They got the players. Now, hang on. I just want to mention Prairie Mobile sponsors our text line by the way you can always write us if you're watching on game plus tv the numbers on the screen 38 306 8777 mobile introducing sask tell plus pricing updating your cell phone has never been easier take advantage of the buy now pay later program today at prairie mobile i felt bad interrupting you you were going off on something no a crossover. You said there won't be a crossover. Oh, there won't be a crossover. I think both teams. If I, from which way? I don't think. I think that's the, the standings are just going to stay the same. There won't be anybody from the east going west, west going east. I think it's just going to be the static three and three. I said we're very big in Alberta. My cousin Christine's watching in Medicine Hat. She says Riders win with a last minute field goal. Dreams do come true. Again, Chris, we you're 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 picking up what I'm putting down. The line is Saskatchewan by four point five. I'm saying riders by three or less. Uh, John Burns watching in Calgary. He is super chatted. He's paid $5, Dan, to get his comment read. He said, this is a big deal until there's another game that needs to be rescheduled. The compressed schedule only aggravates this situation. 2022 CFL start? Let's not talk about next year, right? Let's get through this week. And that's the interesting part uh, that John brings up. One is easy. Two... Oh, oh no! If it's Toronto or Edmonton, that is, can you imagine Edmonton again. It's done. Like if they, if this happens to them again, it is like done, completely burnt to a crisp. But if a second team, especially one of those three that they play, uh, especially Saskatchewan or the Argos, that completely messes things up as well. So this is now that line that you walk is even narrower. We'll carry this over into hour two. We have some very big announcements coming your way. And uh, Matt Dunnigan, the Hall of Famer, joining us from the CFL on TSN, coming up in hour two here on Game Plus and live streaming. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit RodPeterson.com.